Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, today we are going to Maine, which I've always wanted to go to Maine, primarily for the lobster and the delicious seafood. And this location is on the sea. Oh, well, that's great. I do not know what we're covering this week, but this will be our second kind of virtual trip to Maine on your haunted holiday. It is. And this is actually our first lighthouse episode. We have plans to go to St. Augustine Lighthouse, which is, of course, like huge deal. But this is also considered one of the most haunted locations in Maine. This is your haunted holiday at the Wood Island Lighthouse in Biddeford, Maine. All right, Lindsay. So we are covering the Wood Island Lighthouse, and it is located, you know, on the ocean, obviously, on the Saco Bay. And this is a pretty small island, honestly. It's a 32-acre island, and the primary structure on it is this lighthouse as well as the innkeeper's home. But it was originally commissioned by Thomas Jefferson in the early 1800s because there was a lot of like sea crashes and, and stuff like that that was going on with ships trying to navigate in the night. Obviously, they need this lighthouse to kind of warn like here is where the shoreline is. So before it's even built, honestly, like off the shores of this place, there's already been some tragedy, right? There has been some accidents that have occurred and that kind of thing, which I don't know if anybody died, but I think it's probably a safe assumption. Yeah, that I mean, it makes sense. They built it for a reason, right? But we, we just don't know for sure. That's right. So in 1808, the original structure was built and it was made of wood. And of course, that deteriorated very rapidly with the salt water. And so they had to rebuild it in 1858. And this time they were much smarter and they made the actual lighthouse tower out of granite. So it was made out of stone. That thing is not going anywhere. Over the course, since 1808, when this was a functioning lighthouse, this place had 20 innkeepers approximately. And being an innkeeper at a lighthouse on an island, it's kind of a lonely gig. We know for a fact there was at least one innkeeper who died while he was working there at the lighthouse. It appears from natural causes, but it's not entirely clear, but there's probably more than that. There's also different reports that I wasn't able to validate around this just island in general surrounding things like drownings, different accidents that have occurred, as well as disappearances. And, you know, I think of drownings, I think that's going to be such an obvious one because people would row their boats out to this wood island and if the tide happened to be bad or there was a storm coming through I would imagine that would be a pretty dangerous location to be doing that yeah I agree and just the innkeeper I imagine they have their own like kind of place to live and sleep besides the lighthouse just right there on the grounds or exactly so there's a lighthouse and then right next to the lighthouse is the innkeeper's home 
Got it. And so did he die in the house? I'm assuming so because he died while he was being a light keeper. It's not really clear how that person died. Got it. Now, the biggest incident that has happened around this island and this lighthouse happened in 1896. And this was really what I would call kind of like a drunken altercation that went way too far. And in fact, that's kind of how people that witnessed it described it as well. There was a man named Howard Hobbs, and he was living on the island in a shack, essentially, that he was renting out. And he had gone into town to some sort of festival with his friends and just got lit. Like, they were (laughs) totally wasted. To the point, I guess, even that, like, a local police officer at this place told him to get out of here. You're way too drunk. You know, stop acting a fool, right? So this guy's lit up. He comes back into the island. He rows his way back. Not drunk. He rows back to an island. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So he takes his rowboat, heads on back. And his landlord, who was also living there, he was actually also an officer and like a lobster guy. He would like go catch lobster, lived on a home on the island. And he saw this Hobbs guy and said hey I need to talk to you because he was behind on his rent and he essentially wanted him to pay up well he said hey come on over here and he said okay and Hobbs at this point has a gun over his shoulder he asks, is that gun loaded the response is it's not loaded the landlord says well I'll see whether it's loaded or not and proceeds to walk towards the guy with the gun well the guy with the gun's reaction is he lifts the guns up and shoots him point blank in the chest wow what a risk why do you walk up to him I don't I don't get this well I mean there was witnesses they weren't just there by themselves like the guy who was shot his wife was standing right there I think Um, Howard Hobbs friends may have even been there to see this so a lot of what I just said is quotes of what actually occurred during this incident I think everybody was just shocked that it happened well once the guy is shot they take him into the house and Hobbs is suddenly like very sober and I think he realizes oh my god like did I really just shoot this dude right right And he even tries to help, like, what can I do to try to help you? He assists with, like, taking off the guy's shoes. And then he kind of gets a little, like, irate blaming the other guy. Like, if if you wouldn't have walked towards me, like, I wouldn't have shot you kind (laughs) of thing, right? right? And eventually they get rid of him. They send for the lighthouse keeper, like, hey, why don't you go, you know, tell the lighthouse keeper what happened so he can call for help. And he does that. And 45 minutes later, Milliken has died of the injuries before any help can even really arrive at this point. Howard Hobbs is distraught. He realized he's made this huge error. He returns to his shack, goes upstairs, and shoots himself in the head. Oh my gosh, that's tragic. Yes, so major tragedy, a murder-suicide situation. This was 
all over the newspapers in Maine at the time that that this had occurred. So it was a really big deal. And not long after this happened, innkeepers of the lighthouses started reporting some strange activity that they noticed. So we think this is part of what, a big part, I should say, of what is causing some of the hauntings on this island. In the 80s, so in the 1980s, it stopped becoming a functioning lighthouse. They didn't have any more lighthouse keepers living there anymore. And it really went to shambles. It was eventually going to be destroyed, essentially. And it was rescued by this historical society that they have named themselves Friends of the Wood Island Lighthouse. And they actually take donations. They do some tours that we will talk about. But really, anybody can go to the island whenever they want. It is, you know, a place that you can go to. But we'll definitely talk about the different tours. I will say, thank goodness for some of these historical societies saving these old buildings. Because, I mean, we don't think much about it, right? But the reality is our cities and and these places are so cool because these buildings have been kept up over the years. We can actually still go see them. So, I mean, thank goodness, because we hear about this in multiple cities, multiple places where a lot of this stuff would have been torn down, something new would have been built in its place, and we would have never thought about what had been there previously. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I wanted to cover this location, actually, because how they, you know, keep up this place is partially based on the donations people make when they sign up to get a tour. It's a really cool cause and a really neat place that I would love to go see. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So obviously, we have a murder-suicide situation, as well as different shipwrecks, potential disappearances, other deaths that have been on here. And just the, the lighthouse itself is over 200 years old. It was built in 1808, like I said, right? So there's been a lot of different families and people, innkeepers that have stayed there over the years. And so a lot of energy that is ultimately tied to this location. 
and the island in general. So, of course, it's haunted, right? And you do want to look for some of those basic telltale things if you happen to make it there. For example, you want to listen for footsteps. That's something that innkeepers noticed very quickly after that Hobbs Millican tragedy that occurred. Also, temperature drops that are just unexplainable that happen out of nowhere inside the lighthouse itself. People that work at the lighthouse as part of that historical society have noticed that different items will actually get moved around on their own, as well as doors closing on their own. And some reports saying that their locked doors will open on their own as well. They have had actual professional ghost hunters show up to this place. And the website itself does address the ghost stories a little bit. It really does have some articles primarily about these different ghost hunting groups that have come mainly surrounding, you know, they've done things like taken pictures of orbs, which you know how we feel about most examples of orbs, right? I think most of them could probably be dust, but I'd like to see the examples of it. They've also gotten EVPs, but a lot of it was around like a psychic feeling energy of that she described as very, very strong presences on the property. So I thought that was interesting, but also I don't know that I call that definitive, right? Because I don't know who the psychic is, you know, did it really match? So it would make sense if someone, you know, had a deep connection to a location, they spent years and years there that maybe they'd haunt it, even if maybe they didn't pass away due to tragic means, right? So I don't know. Maybe that's what they're picking up on. Or maybe, too, it's maybe they loved the lighthouse. I mean, it is a very picturesque location. It is beautiful. There's a lot of sea life, people on sailboats. I watched some videos about it. I mean, it is really pretty. And I could see if you were somebody who spent a lot of time there. We talk about ghost vacationing. Like if you die, maybe you're like, hey, I'm going to head on back to that lighthouse for a little bit. Right. I mean, ghost vacationings come up a whole lot more than I ever imagined they'd come up when we first started doing this show. But I don't know. I'm I'm not going to take that leap. But I could see if you had a connection there why you'd maybe want to go back. Totally. Now, there are some other really strange reports that the lighthouse innkeepers talked about. And one of those was they claim that sometimes there was a mysterious fog that would descend on the lighthouse itself. That is the most description that I got, but it sounded very eerie, right? I mean, you are by the ocean. I feel like that wouldn't be that uncommon, but they described it as mysterious. I mean, fog in general can kind of look mysterious, I could say. I mean... I'm hesitant about that one. I, I think we need more information. I, I had literally like a month or two ago at my house. It was raining only on my house in my backyard. My front yard, no rain. Pouring it's, rain in my backyard. That was mysterious. It was a sign. Weather does weird things. So I'm going to just call this one. A, we don't know for sure. We need more information. Well, Lindsay, I think you're doomed for sure. (laughs) No doubt. Another item that I heard 
in only one spot, but I, I could not find any more information about this. We definitely need more information is innkeepers would report the sightings of strange whales. So one cool thing about this place is, you know, you take a ferry up there or something, you could have a, a whale sighting while you're there. They're, you know, just off the coast there. But innkeepers would say there was, I say in quotation marks, strange whales. And I don't know what that means. With no further information similar to the mysterious fog. Right. Okay, so let's get more into stuff that I have a little bit more information about, right? I had to bring up the strange whales. It's, it's so random. I mean, it's just, I'm kind of laughing over here, honestly, because it's like mysterious fog, strange whales with no further information. <laughs> it's just so random. But I mean, if you're one of the folks that has witnessed this and you have more information for us, please send it. It's just too vague. I don't know what to say about it. It sounds, you know, that might not have anything to do with ghosts. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But if there's like a cryptozoologist whale situation happening, I need to know about it. All right. So let's get back to the ghost related stuff. The other big occurrence that was reported quite a bit was there was a lighthouse keeper's wife that was living there. And she actually went into the closet of the home, getting out some clothes or whatever. And she says that she actually bumped into a figure and she couldn't see them. But she is quoted as saying, I know because I felt him. Wow, that's that's at least some good information to go off of to say that sounds pretty promising for a spirit or something. Yes. And I wonder if it's the same spirit because this one, obviously, I mean, she like ran into this guy. Could That would be terrifying, by the way. You so actually scary. walk into somebody that you cannot see. I, I would find that extremely terrifying. But there's also supposed to be like a shadow apparition that will sometimes chase people. Hmm. That's weird. Because there's nothing really, I mean, there's been some tragedy, you know, but nothing super negative. You know, why, why would it go about doing that? I guess, I guess we'll never know. It's hard to say. Maybe it's like an innkeeper trying to chase people off the property. No trespassing or something like that. That could be. Right. The other thing that you are going to want to listen for while you are here is voices as well as like moaning noises people say that they hear. Now, when it comes to the voices, sometimes it's just kind of like something off in the distance that you hear that you can't quite make out. But sometimes people really can make out like an actual conversation, which is typically a heated argument, which sounds like a recreation of that murder that occurred there. And essentially what people will hear is people arguing, followed immediately by a gunshot, and then they will hear the words, you've shot me, why have you shot me? Wow, that would be a cool one to catch on a recording because it's like one of those things, it's just that reoccurrence, it's, it's somehow, it was such a, a significant thing that happened there that it just replays over and over.
Okay, so like I said, this place is very picturesque. You can go out there by taking a ferry if you happen to be in Maine. Some people from what I read too, like they may even just take like a kayak out there when the weather is nice and have a picnic. And keep in mind, like I'm gonna talk about the tours, but they are very limited in terms of when you can take a tour. But I mean, the whole island is haunted. Like that whole murder-suicide happened outside of the lighthouse itself. Although there's a lot of activity that they say they experience in the lighthouse. If you wanna just go to the island and walk around and take pictures of the lighthouse from the outside, do your own little ghost hunt, you can totally do that. And there's no reason why that space would not be just as haunted as inside. I was just gonna say, I mean, remember that Hobbs guy paddled his way back to the island after he was just totally hammered at the bars right so i mean it can't be that far although be careful <laughs> don't do anything unsafe folks take the ferry but it's probably not that far from the mainland right i'm assuming it is not that far based on what i read of some people taking kayaks and and that kind of thing and again like I was watching one YouTube video, people saw a whale breach the water while they were riding the ferry to this island. So do be prepared to walk. However, I would wear comfortable shoes because once the ferry docks, it looks like there's a pretty long trail that you have to walk before you actually get to the lighthouse itself. So make sure that you're comfortable in that regard. Now, if you want to take an actual tour of the lighthouse itself, you are going to want to go to the Friends of the Wood Island Lighthouse's website and reserve your tour there. They must be reserved ahead of time. It's not like a lot of places where you just show up and here are hours, no reservation needed. You do need to reserve it partially because it's all based on donations and they have volunteers that give these tours. The tours are also limited to July and August, so two summer months. So, and I think a big part of that is obviously weather gets really crappy and Maine, it gets cold, it may be difficult to get there. And so those are the best two months um, for that to be available. So it's open today if you wanna make a reservation. And one of the really cool things about this is it is based on donations. They don't have a set fee for your ticket price, but they do have a recommended donation that they would appreciate if you made, if you did book a tour there. Um, and the, the recommendation is $20 for adults, $10 for children. Obviously, great cause. You can always do more. You could do a little bit less if you wanted to, too, if you just didn't quite have enough. So really cool place. Now, the tours, by the way, I will add, are more historic-related tours. They are not going to be about ghost hunting. However, on their website, they do talk about those, you know, expert ghost hunters that have been out to their location before. And I am sure they would be probably happy to discuss that with you and bring your equipment anyway. Like I have no shame in that going to a historic tour and bringing my EMF detector or something like that and asking them questions. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like when you're on a tour, you know, in some cases, it's kind of your time. Now, you don't want to disrupt other people on the tour, right? You want to have good manners when it comes to going on these tours and not be disruptive. But I think to some, you know, you can kind of play it by ear, right? How is the tour going? Are there other people on it? 
you know, you can always carry a K2 or an EMF meter around without interrupting other people, right? And then the island, like Lisa said, sounds like that's haunted on its own. So you can spend lots of time on the island, ghost hunting and doing whatever you want. All right. Well, this week we did just release our latest Patreon uh, members only episode all about the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. Uh, it's a fun episode on the Patreon. If you're interested in becoming a member, make sure to go to our Patreon page and subscribe. We really appreciate everyone's support of the show. Anyone who's listening that just enjoys it, that leaves us a review, all of that kind of stuff helps. If you're enjoying, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even YouTube, and have a great week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.